create yeah. new relationships and work on yeah. shows and that is the the extroverted element of acting isn't it that's that's why we do it right that's why well, yeah. you've been done so many shows over the last few years because you love going out and working with people exactly i love being with people i love being in a rehearsal room i love being on stage but the audience as well what we do here is go back 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 We are back. Oh, you know it. We're back. We are. On a Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday evening, yeah. Matt and I have decided, you know what, tonight is a night for being in, for yep. talking, mm-hmm. discussing, reflecting. Mm-hmm. We can't be we can't be going out and about and, and cavorting with people. No. We've got to be inside and chatting. How, how have you been, man? How's your day? How's your week? Yeah, good. Today was actually a really busy day at work. Um, yeah, made, made a lot of money, talked to a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'm actually in a sense of I'm quite socially drained, not mm-hmm. to the point of not wanting to talk to you. This is this is something completely different. It has its own reserve uh, in in my body. Um, but yeah, just uh, uh, yeah, a lot a lot of long conversations with people today. So uh, kind of yeah, socially a little bit out of it, and, and ten, like you know, like big groups. Yeah, because um, you don't normally work a Saturday, so it must. I be- don't. No, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, Saturday's the busiest day of the week. So going into that was like, yep, yeah, okay, cool, six days in a row, let's do it. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we just act? People act differently in public on on a weekend like you can do the same job in the same shop yeah years and years and years and then all it takes is whatever mentality we take into a saturday and everyone acts completely different yeah no it's 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 so true i think yeah i mean saturdays it can either go either way you can either have you know like great customers that are just like happy to be out and about or you have customers that have like come in it's their weekends they've got a lot to do they need to get it all done um and it can just go the completely not the kind of human beings you want to be interacting with. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was kind of my, my presumption. I've got to say though, man, this week, good friend, good friend of, of mine and, and of yours, Hamish, we went to the Barkers in Wellington. <gasps> Yo. Wasn't the same without you. No. He went in to buy something. I just went in to sort of soak in the atmosphere that, that was not quite the same as, that, as that when once you was. used to, to, yeah. tre- to tread the Barkers boards. But <laughs> you know what? Still great shop. Yeah, still a great, still a great. Yeah, I respect those people, love those people down there. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I to to start us off, start mm-hmm. us off uh, today. I had a, a very nice, simple question that I, I, I everyone everyone asks. It's probably a, a an icebreaker, you would say, even though we're not really breaking some ice. But I am just interested. Wh- what's your color? That's so weird, man. That was on my like next next question to ask. Like what? this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, is this is this a question I want to ask? And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it is. Great question though. And and maybe not as simple as I don't no. know. Maybe I'll overcomplicate it. Uh what I find really interesting is is how important that question is. Mm, mm. Or, or should I say was growing up? Like True. When you're a kid in primary school, you know, age five to even like, I don't know, 10, 11. Isn't it funny how people make kids, kids can be so, so kind and, and cruel based on what people say their favorite colors their favorite are. Like colors, it's almost, yeah. it, it was almost the question of, Hey, what's your personality? 
instead <laughs> yeah, of like, yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah. your favorite color? Um, whereas now I, I've, we don't ask each other, we don't ask each other enough. Um, I feel like now my favorite color is potential. I mean, it's, it's not a great, it doesn't seem like a great answer, but I really like gray as a color as it pertains to fashion clothes like gray gray is my number like a light gray is my number one go-to color Mm -hmm. if we're asking the question more in like the world we inhabit and a grander scale yeah uh probably probably blue Mm -hmm. i i like both light blue and dark blue whereas i'd say with other colors Maybe I only like specific hues. Mm. Green's grown on me over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I feel like navy is pretty solidly a color that I, I really like. And then I associate light blues with lots of things. But going back to the going back to the old childhood, there were periods of time where I was big on orange and big Ooh. on purple. And Ooh. now I'm just like, what transit? What happened? Where, what where happened did to I me? Go? Yeah. Where did, where, where, what happened that I was all of a sudden like, yeah orange never orange. really had the the classic young boy red face like that never really oh, set was, into me i had the red talk, talk to me talk speak yeah. me through no, current I, thoughts yeah. past thoughts <laughs> i was exactly the same growing up i was very much red but that just happened to pertain to the house colors that i was in in school ah uh, yeah um so growing up i was always like intermediate primary primary intermediate it was red the whole entire time um, so I had to buy red clothes for those sports days and stuff and, you know, represent red. It was great. Um, and then it, it's funny. It actually, it kind of stayed on the same path, but I was the same. I kind of started to go towards purple at the end of the red and I've, I've come back to it a little bit more. Uh, my, my favorite colors at the moment are the, are your, are your burgundies, your, mm. your, your maroons, you know? Not not quite red. A tasteful adult red. A, a tasteful adult red. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to say crimson because immediately crim- people are like this. This dude just thinks he's a Gryffindor. But but really, <laughs> I know I know where you're coming from. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. No, thank you, thank you. Um, and then yeah, as you were saying, probably like the colours that I inhabit. Uh, yeah, very much those like earthy tones. So your mm. forest greens, your your browns and things like that. Um, what are your sort of, if you're going to get headshots done? Because it's, I mean, it's a big, big thing when you're going to get headshots, like what color t-shirts and things work mm. for you. What are your sort of three or four different shades that, that work for you in like still photography specifically? Yeah, that's a interesting question. I remember I went and got some headshots done a little while ago and I had like a, a light hue of a green, mm. uh, almost like a turquoise on. And looking at after, I was like, yeah, I don't know if that was the right choice to choose. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think, I mean, just for what headshots are and stuff like that, like you can't go wrong with black and white, you know, yeah. like neutral goes with everything. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. They were real big at Bristol Vic on poo-pooing black and white, eh? Were they? Taken very seriously, yeah. I mean, we didn't do our headshots. Actually, no. We So we did a session of headshots with uh, a, a girl who was a student at the time who, who mm. was doing it semi-professionally, but then people went and got their own headshots done as well. Yeah. But yeah, for the, the headshots for sort of uh, the end of year production and we like had 
big time discussions with people about like what colors worked for us and what didn't. And Mm. there was one point where we had to take a group photo and we were trying to like arrange the color palette for 14 people. And we had to bring in clothes from home and like four or five options. And this, this, uh, woman, Kate, who was a Bristol Vic alum, but lives in New York, she'd come to Bristol for it. Not just for that, but, and then she tried to like pick and choose different outfits for people's colors to work together. Wow. I've never take as someone that, I mean, you working in retail, you're yeah. far more clothes forward minded mm. than mm. I am, but I'd never taken sort of color quite so seriously. And now, I mean, it's great because I know for me, my colors are, uh, olive, like olive khaki yeah. is my yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. Um, just people at school when we were doing all these discussions like yep that's your color boom uh light gray is is also another one that that works for me and then it kind of branches out from that to the darker blues like navies Mm. work well Mm. for me whereas Mm. light blues don't and then maroon burgundy for a very specific look for the like bad version of me <laughs> look but yeah, yeah it's fascinating too- how it's interesting how, yeah whereas uh, yellows don't work for me no. like a bright red doesn't work for me yeah uh anything in sort of the i don't know like not i mean nothing bright works mm-hmm. which i think is the case for lots of people but yeah, I agree. yeah it was uh, it was really interesting period of time at, at drama school figuring out like oh even if you look great on the day of a headshot, if you choose something that's the wrong color and, you know, doesn't suit whether you, your skin has like peach undertones or some people have yellow undertones or just stuff you never, never think about. So I think bringing this around to your question of favorite colors now, I think I can't help but like the colors that I know I Work. look, yeah, that I yeah. look good in. Yeah. Um, whereas I mean, we live in a world where the environment and nature is important and we're becoming more and more aware of that. And I feel like I appreciate nature a lot more over the last few years. So the kind of the New Zealand green color, mm-hmm. I really appreciate from a, when you see that you go, yeah. ah, this is beautiful, ah, but true. I don't necessarily like it as a, on a t-shirt fashion. <laughs> yeah. Fashion yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I've really, I mean, I've really cool. made what is a simple question complex, but, but you know, maybe what? that's, maybe I, that's the point. That, that's the great, that's the great thing. I mean, we, we're turning something simple into a discussion. And I mean, how good is pink? Pink's a great color. Mate, I, I, I love pink. You are, honestly, it's, it's such an interesting conversation having with old fellas in the store about pinks and stuff like that, because there are yeah. still a lot of people out there that are very close minded about pink. Yeah, and... see, I saw a, I was in New World on Schaefer's last night, like 7.30, and saw a middle-aged, maybe young middle-aged, so like 40, 45-year-old guy wearing just a plain uh, light pink, like slightly lighter than, than salmon, if I was be, to be specific, but like mm-hmm. a pastel pink yeah. uh, crew cot jumper. And I was like, damn, damn. good for you, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, an in- that's an interesting choice yeah. in, in, a good, in a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sick. No, I got I got nothing against pink, but you do. You guys come in, you kind of say pink. Oh, salmon, man, salmon. Yeah, yeah that's it's it's it's. You got to tread some water with some guys out there, but I try and try and push the boundaries with a lot of men. I mean, slight tangent question for you as someone who works in retail. Mm-hmm. I've asked I asked I remember asking this question to someone a couple of years last year when I was in Bristol, or whatever. When did mustard scarves become a thing? 
Who decided it? When did it become a thing? There was one day working in the cafe where three separate girls in the space of two hours walked in with different kinds of mustard scarves. And I'm like, yeah. what? I understand fashion trends, but this seems to have been so specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's exactly, I remember uh, it was either 2018 or 19. Can't remember either, either or we had heaps of mustard and barkers. Um, and someone came in and they were like, Oh, yep, mustard. Yep, that's really in at the moment. Um, I've just been over in Melbourne and it's everywhere. Um, and yeah, so we were actually behind the trend here in New Zealand. It was already going on everywhere else. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We're still doing mustard. We've got a, a lovely mustard chicken with navy at the moment, Ooh. which is, which is quite nice if you want to break the mustard up a little bit. But, uh, uh, this, to be honest, this, this I can't. Is, this I, is fast becoming just Barkers Online. Just you should ask Barkers, them to bloody sponsor. Ask them to sponsor it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to your question, I actually don't know. Don't know where it has come from, but I I know that it was it hit the reason you saw three people with a scarf is that it was mustard was the new black for a little yeah. while. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing. Like when we're kids, seven years old, primary school, it's just like, do you like red? Yes. Yes. I like red best friends there's no nuance and like i like a lighter red actually yeah. <laughs> like my my lunchbox is a burnt umber not not like a <laughs> that's why no one's friends with you jimmy yeah well there we go and 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 from that note we move into a discussion about introverts <laughs> segway yeah well no well the segways the segways right there so yeah at the end of last week's um uh, podcast Matt and I sort of briefly touched on uh, the ideas of of introversion and extroversion and and how it related to actors and and yeah we said on that podcast that maybe we'd come back to the topic and and I think we it's so it's fresh and it's there and we actually just want to spend a whole podcast talk, talking about it so mm. that is the main topic for for today um, I feel like we didn't wrap up the colors thing great question man love to talk Thank about you. it and. Yeah. And yeah, seriously, it was maybe you and I both are just like, damn, we have to ask each other questions. What questions? Like, what is food? <sighs> There's colours. What else? Like, <laughs> do you like summer or winter? Like, we're running dry. What animal are you? Oh god, yeah, that's, a, that's another one. Yeah. yeah, that's another one. I'll write that down for next <laughs> week. Yep, cool, perfect. But no, it, introverts, extroverts, and all the things that pertain to to personality. Um, yeah, so, so I guess just moving on from last week, we wanted to talk about just the idea of introversion and extroversion first, like not in relation to acting and then, and then have a bigger discussion on, on how maybe there's a relationship between actors and, and introverts and extroverts. But to start off with, man, like if someone just walked up to you at a, at a party and they said, you an introvert, are you an extrovert? Are you a mixture? How do you feel about it? To that blunt, not nuanced question, what's your response? If I was to go to a party like tomorrow, uh, I'd probably say that I am an extroverted introvert. Unpack. (laughs) Unpack. Okay. Um, I mean, growing up and everything like that, I was always a very extroverted person. Um, Mm. But... 
you know, when it comes to like social groups and things like that, like I've, I've got nothing wrong with being in a crowd or um, meeting new people, making friends and stuff like that, especially as we'll come to when it comes to doing theater and stuff. But for me personally, I actually love my alone time. Mm. Um, I love being able to just do things for me um, that make me comfortable and stuff like that. And uh, after certain days and certain situations and things like that, I really just want to be by myself um, or at least isolated and secluded away from everything else. Um, so I find, you know, during the day, much like when it comes to my retail job, I'm happy interacting with people and, quite, and you know, it comes quite naturally and easy. But then at the end of the day, I'm quite happy to just go into my bubble and just stay there. You know, like after a big day mm. of work, I don't, the first thing I'm thinking of is not like going to a party and like keeping up the, the, the hype of it all and, and social and stuff. So that's why, that's why I like to kind of call myself an extroverted introvert or am I an introverted extrovert? I don't know. It could kind of go both ways, I guess. No, I think I think no. based on based on your explanation, the way the way you I'm put an, it, an, yeah, extrovert, an extroverted introvert, introvert. yeah, yeah, ma- makes a lot of sense. Um, I think it's interesting that you touch on childhood and and, and younger years. Um, as a sort of related question, when you were growing up in in like primary school years, so let's mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. you know age five to to fifteen or eighteen, did you? have a a best friend or best friends growing up or were you a lots of different friends because for me i sort of reached a certain age pretty i guess pretty close to the end of end of secondary school and i sort of reflected back on like maybe age nine to like 16 and kind of went oh i never really had a best best friend and mm. i've always wondered how that relates to introversion and extroversion through that you know formative young years becoming a teenager um we did you have a best friend like growing up or, or a couple or were you always sort of social butterfly yeah no i i think uh, i mean don't get me wrong i'm just gonna put it out there i definitely had my uh alone patches uh <laughs> but i i think i didn't have like a, a really good best friend um like all like you're saying like all the way from like five to 18 or something like a childhood friend that was there the whole entire time i definitely had best friends for like kind of blocks Mm. not that i got sick of them or anything i didn't want to be their friends anymore but i kind of i I mean definitely when i got to high school i was very much of a social butterfly um yeah i could i could kind of have my hand and every single little uh click uh, in high school and stuff like that um and i had good friends um I had I had best friends as well, but I think yeah, growing up I yeah I don't know I guess it'd kind of be a mix again. I was quite yeah. happy just kind of hanging out with whoever really wanted to hang out with me. I guess where I'm going with this is, and I mean this is just me me processing this this now and thinking on the fly. It's not something I've put lots of time into, but I wonder if there's correlation between uh, people who in secondary school all those kind of years come across as, as social butterflies. Like I, I definitely was, I, I mean, I don't love the term, but I was a social butterfly in that I got on with basically everyone. Mm. I enjoyed the company of basically everyone. Sure. There were people mm. I was better friends with than other friends, but I definitely had my, my fingers and like a lot of, a lot of pies and friend yeah. groups and yeah. curricular, whatever. I wonder if people who are like that come off as really massive extroverts, to to everyone else because they 
perceive people that have tendencies to be to have lots of different friendships with people as being really super outgoing and liking lots of different people whereas actually maybe it's more reflective of a maybe being a social butterfly is actually more reflective of introverts because we maybe you know because we're so comfortable with our our alone time when we go out and have friendships with people it can be you know for a year if your timetable means you have class with this person or Mm. if you have something with this person for a period of time maybe social people that are social butterflies are actually more introverts than extroverts i i don't i don't know no true yeah no that that that's an interesting thought yeah i i guess yeah for me uh, yeah i don't know i guess i've never really unpacked it in that sense because you know when you think extroverted you're so you know you think yeah someone that's outgoing and and just wanting to do everything with everyone um but as yeah is that just really an inner thing on us not wanting to be alone anymore yeah yeah and i think to to address like as i think i'm quite similar to how you describe yourself now i think for me uh the last couple of years have have made me realize i wouldn't say they've necessarily made me more introverted i think i've realized and become more comfortable with how much more introverted than perhaps i thought i was a few years ago yeah i think probably uh first couple of years of university i felt relatively extroverted and i still i still do like yourself have Mm. extroverted tendencies but i think my like personal development over the couple of years since i i've finished university um they've made me realize more about my introverted self and and yeah i think that that is sort of where this conversation lends itself towards the acting so as we sort of unpacked way back in the pilot episode, uh, I left uh, Wellington, New Zealand in uh, March 2018 and have been living in the, was living in the UK for a couple of years after that. And I think living overseas as a number one thing really made me realize how introverted I was. I think mm. you take something as simple as, as living as in being in a flat where you, where you, inhabit renting all that kind of stuff whereas through university when i was flatting it was always with people that i knew or people that i was like tangentially knew and i think because of that it always seemed relatively extroverted even if i you know enjoyed my own alone time in my bedroom whereas going to bristol and moving into a flat with two people that i had knew absolutely nothing about other than that they were two nice girls because i didn't have any obligation to be close to them I sort of didn't like they were both really, really, really lovely. And we got on pretty well in the flat, but coming in from a point of essentially the other side of the world, I, I don't know you two at all. I realized how much alone time I wanted to spend in, in the flat, you know, cooking by myself and wasn't really a occupy the lounge. What do people want to do tonight type thing? So that was one thing over the last couple of years that has really made me realize how much, like you said, I enjoy my own space. Yeah. But then I think also, probably more significantly, my acting development, having gone to to a, a drama school, that was like a full-time job. I mean, we were doing 40 hours a week, every week, you know, basically, a, other than eating and sleeping, essentially, my whole life for a year. 
Bristolovic and being at the drama school really made me come to terms with who I was as as an actor. And mm. I think that coming to terms with with acting and and who I am as a performer and and how I feel about certain things made me realize my own sort of introverted tendencies. Mm. I wanted to 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 mention one specific example. We were doing a production of the three sisters uh Chekhov play um and through the whole process I was playing character Clegg and that kind of doesn't really matter but the feedback that I got from our director who wasn't Bristol Vic staff he was sort of a guest tutor type person he sort of gave me some quite honest and ultimately really helpful feedback after the project when he basically he said to me like you got to get out of your head. You're way too intellectual. You're approaching acting from such a heady academic background. And it's ultimately, it is not going to help you. It's going to be detrimental to your career. Mm. I can see you come from this background of you just process all up here and you got to try and get rid of that. And, and yeah, that was probably the most confronting piece of feedback I ever had. Or I've ever had about acting because it was really, um, it spoke to who I am as a, as a person. Yeah. And I, I really had to process it for a couple of weeks. And, and after talking to you know other students and other tutors, I, I really came to see it as positive. And I was like, this is brilliant because this is what I've come to the school to have someone actually tell me to that. Tell me, yeah. and, I, and I realized that, you know, someone said, they're just like, acting's not academic. It's a craft. Like your intellect will not help you at all in this mm. process. You don't, it doesn't matter how smart you think you are or how smart you actually are. That will not benefit you as an actor. And you need to get out of that like psychology and philosophy and whatever. And ultimately the steps I've taken since then, I think have, have been so beneficial to performance, but that whole kind of month journey of figuring stuff out really made me reflect on how introverted all of that stuff to do with acting is. And I think that, that was a really important piece in me kind of accepting my own introverted tendencies, how they related to like my personal life flowing into acting yeah. and then going, okay, you can be like this as a person, not telling you to change as a person at all, but for acting as a, as a profession and, and a career, you need to be able to just leave that and be more like, you know, there were people in my class that were so impulsive and just, would just say stuff and just react and 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 sure i wasn't a plank of fucking no <laughs> there we are there's an explicit i wasn't a plank of like cardboard just trying to you know process everything in my head yeah but i could see that there were actors around me that were just would just go and just be impulsive and just be in the moment and ultimately mm. that's kind of like where i i try to develop towards and i think that that's kind of reflective of drama school as a whole like figuring out your own personal psychology and and philosophy and and like what methods you you come with and i mean that's why i wanted to bring up method acting with you like mm. the whole daniel day lewis method acting i mean obviously there's more method actors than just daniel day lewis but i imagine that that whole mindset of acting really comes from someone who is utterly comfortable going all the way inside themselves mm. and and changing all that stuff. I mean, we had to talk about like Heath Ledger and and the yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. method acting worked for different people, but 
you know, I'm, I imagine there are some actors, many, many actors who the prospect of method acting doesn't appeal to. No. I've never met Daniel Day-Lewis, but I would imagine that he's quite an introverted person and that l- leads into his his methodist i don't know he yeah. he might not be um true true no i i yeah i for, for me me and method acting uh i yeah it's not my cup of tea um i just yeah i feel like i don't know i i feel like you know obviously as us as actors we kind of separate we try to create these characters that are a new and fresh you know for the for the stage and stuff like that but for me i always find um not necessarily like all Stanislavski but like um emotional recall and physical recall Mm. and things like that like for me on stage I find it really easy to tap in to the experiences that I've had so it's quite hard to completely take me away from the characters that I'm playing um so method acting I guess wouldn't really yes sit right with the way that I try and Mm. analyze a character or create a character yeah yeah and I mean, if that whole Stanislavski of tree of methodology and the recall, and I, I think you have to be really, if that's what you subscribe to and that's what works for you, mm. that comes from, like you said, an understanding of yourself and memory and your mm. life experiences mm. and, and, and not like, not everyone has that. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people don't, don't have that. Um, I think I, I wrote down here what I a point I wanted to to make to like sum it up was I feel like what Bristolovic taught me is is how much of acting development is done by yourself mm. on your own time. Mm. I think uh, when I was at at Vic and, and secondary school, I always considered acting as such ensemble work. I think particularly from a theater, you know, a theater background rather than a screen back yeah. screen background, because so much of that is, you know, having interactions with other people. Like yeah. we, we mentioned last week, mm. I think what has happened for me over the last two years, both in my personal life and uh, like a professional life for acting has been realizing how much development happens, uh, by your, by yourself, not when you're in a room with lots of other people. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go off and do all the, like the intellectual stuff. In fact, mm. completely the opposite. It's about being able to go away and, and process and digest and, 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 ref- and reflect without having to be like in the rehearsal room. Mm. Mm. It doesn't mean I don't love rehearsal anymore or working with other people. Absolutely not. But I think I've been able to enjoy that more and more and more as I've become more, um, okay with working through my own stuff like away from that if that yeah. makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah no that 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 that's cool yeah i i guess speaking on that kind of to go further i did the the 16 personalities the oh yeah they're all myers-briggs My, myers-briggs that's it yeah yeah um it's a it's a great thing i mean it's not for everyone and you know everyone is has their skeptics and things like that and is it Mm. it work or whatever right right right. i just i just find it quite interesting because it kind of gives you a gauge of you know of where you're at um and where you sit in relation to everyone else um and yeah speaking back to like high school and probably early on in uni and stuff um i came up as the entertainer Mm -hmm. i was uh esfp um, so extroverted, um, very outgoing, charismatic, um, and very much as it says, an entertainer. Um, yeah. 
but I literally, I did it yesterday and I knew that this is kind of where I was going these past couple of years. Um, but I have become, I've become a, an INFP. INFP. Uh, yeah, which is, which is the mediator. Um, mm. So uh, it's pretty much, pretty much 50-50, which is as, as how I feel extroverted, introverted, but more on the tendency of introverted. Um, my energy, I direct my inter- uh, energy more um, intuitive uh, than observant. Uh, my nature and how I cope with my emotions, I, I tend to do a lot more feeling uh, than I do thinking, which I find quite interesting because I feel like I'm quite a rational person. But the the way that I guess I kind of yeah cope with my emotions is I, I can also see myself as quite empathetic as well. Yeah. Um, which... I probably detest back down to like theater and stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be quite empathetic in the sense of these characters you try to create and people's shoes you put on. Um, And then my tactics, my uh, planning and decision-making is more prospecting than Mm. judging. Uh, And my identity is uh, more assertive than turbulent. Um, Interesting. So I, I haven't done it. I should have done it. I should have done it before this, but I'll tell you why I didn't very soon. Yeah. Um, the last time I did it was 2016. I remember doing it in the back of a car ride from, uh, San outside San Diego to San Diego. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I should, I mean, I should have done it before this because it will be interesting to see if it's, if it's changed. Mm. Um, but based on that, I am an ENFJ. So we share mm-hmm. the intuitive and feeling, mm. but don't share the uh, the AI. So extroverted. I mean, maybe I'm now a, maybe I'm now an I. That mm. will be something I mm. will be interested to see. And then I'm judging rather than what did you say P was? Um, oh gosh, I just lost it. Um, P was. <gasps> did it just disappear on me? Is it pers- oh. perspective? Here it is. Uh, We've got a filibuster. Just fill this time with... Judging, pros- with, prospecting. Um, prospecting. There we are. Barely 10 seconds of, of uh, <laughs> dead air time. Perspective. It's weird. Um, well, so it's interesting that you've done this. So, like I said, I didn't do it myself. But what I did do mm. was sort of put together a little survey that I sent off to some... Uh, acting people, a lot of Bristolovic people, some non-Bristolovic affiliated people as well. Uh, and the last of the five questions was asking people if they knew what their uh, Myers-Briggs was. So oh, I cool. worked kind of backwards through the quiz. Cool, cool, cool. Um, of the, so I got 20, 20 people did it, which pretty wow. good sample size. That's I'll take cool. it. I liked it. Not that many people knew uh, what their Myers-Briggs was, mm-hmm. but... Of the, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people that did, there are six different personality types. So wow. you poll 20 actors all within a relatively same age group. There was an uh, an ISFP, an ISFJ, an INFJ, three of them actually, ENFP, ENTP, and then uh, ENFJ, which which was me. Um yeah, so I was interested to see that there was a big range of 
of where people sit on mm. on the scale and mm. i think that kind of goes into into why i wanted to do the survey and big shout out to anyone listening that were one of the, the 20 people thank you so much for thank providing a, a sweet sweet data set so i wanted to ask uh some some actors of a similar age to us what they thought about this whole idea of of introversion and extroversion and and people that listened to last week's episode will will know but the prompt that i kind of asked was you know Sanford Meisner, this methodologist, kind of gave out the idea that all actors are introverts because we deal with what's instinctive within us. We kind of said that. You and I didn't necessarily completely agree with it. Mm, but mm. basically, I wanted to ask to poll some actors about how they felt about these ideas of introversion and, and extroversion. And so I'll pull up the survey. The first question I asked was, uh, do you consider yourself to be more introverted or more extroverted? with the potential answers being more introverted, more extroverted, or 50-50, exactly. Mm -hmm. So of the 20 people that responded, 11 said that they were more introverted than extroverted, Mm. 4 said more extroverted than introverted, and 5, 50-50, exactly. Interesting. So of 20 people, 16 of themselves consider themselves either equally introverted or more more introverted. introverted. Um, and doing these surveys is always hard because I didn't know whether to like very, very introverted, like slight. I just wanted to get it, to get a gauge. And a, I think a, a broad stroke. kind yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, clearly what that says to me is at least 50% of people consider themselves to be more introverted than extroverted. Mm. Um, the second question was, or sort of statement was, I feel more introverted at my current age than I did at age 15 with the options being definitely true, probably true. No comment. Probably not true. Definitely not true. And this was completely all across the board. Uh, four said definitely true. Five said probably true. No one said no comment. Seven said probably not true. And four said definitely not true. And I guess what I was trying to retrieve by that question was like, as we talked about before, this idea of people discovering their introversion later on in life or like discovering themselves as extrovert. And I think what I the feedback from that and having talked to a few people was that actually that's really across the board. Mm. So maybe some people found themselves to be complete introverts as kids and now are still introverts, but figure out, you know, they've been more extrovert, become more extroverted, but it doesn't mean they're extroverts. There they are, yeah. Um, so that question gave me no no conclusive data to work <laughs> off. Um, question three was... Or, Statement three was, the more I've developed as an actor and the more time I spend in the company of other actors, the more I've become aware of my introverted side. Um, so eight people said definitely true. Seven people said true. Two said no comment. Three said probably not true. And no one said definitely not true. So 15 of the 20 people agreed with the statement that the more they've developed as actors and spent time with actors, the more they've become aware of the introverted side. Mm. And I think that's what I was speaking to about the last couple of years um, with me, like spending more time becoming, you know, aware of myself as an actor and working with other people and that whole yeah, sort of yeah, turning yeah. the mask in. Um, I mean, 15 out of 20 is obviously like pretty, pretty high numbers. Mm. Um, and then question four was, how do you feel about the following statement? the Sanford Meisner one, all actors, like all artists are introverted because they live on what's going on in their instincts. Um, 
one person said load of rubbish. Uh, <laughs> 11 people said they think there's some truth to the statement. Actors probably share more introverted tendencies than we realize. No one completely agreed. And then eight people said true for some, but not true for just as many others. Yeah. Um, as And then question five was the Myers-Briggs one. So, I mean, by no means did it come back that 100% of people that did this thing think they're introverts. And that's not what I expected or what I was trying to, like, prove with it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting to to extend this discussion to to wider actors and to kind of consider why is it that maybe there is a strong introversion presence. Um, and I was thinking about this and I was like, maybe one of the reasons why doesn't actually have anything to do with acting itself and more like the, the career decision that we, we make like this whole away from the herd decision to kind of pursue the arts, go down a, a line of, of work, which, you know, in school, let's face it, even if you had a great drama teacher or, or whatever, it is still a non-traditional path that's yep. seen as very difficult to make full-time, very mm-hmm. difficult to be financially dependent off mm-hmm. that. So maybe there's something that we share as as people that, you know, post the age of 18 or 20 or whatever, we've decided that we really want to commit to this. Maybe there's an introversion attached to the decision to kind of go it alone and sort of say, you know, stuff the man i'm i believe that this is as possible like maybe yeah, we yeah, share yeah. that and there's like an, an introversion there and and not being quiet but being confident in ourselves in as ourselves. Indi- individuals yeah well i think i i remember can't remember who it was but you know that was uh, i i think it was during uni at one point and someone said to me and it's probably the thing that stuck the most and it's like like you have to be able to sell yourself yeah in this field you know like you have to be able to be confident in who you are and put that forward onto other people and it's true i mean it's like i think if you're extroverted and you're over the top all of the time it's not necessarily the person you want to be around in in our field i mean it's great energy to be around in a rehearsal room and stuff like that but i feel like for people that have a little bit more introverted tendencies they know who you are so you know how to kind of get on with that person you you know how to how each other works um yeah that's yeah that's really interesting and isn't it isn't it funny to think like if you can you know when you consider drama as a say nca nca level one subject you know people age 15 16 or whatever a hundred percent people consider it to be like an extrovert subject like oh yeah. only people do drama that people that are like confident to stand up and talk and yeah, yeah. Mm. and of course that of course that's true like to be an actor, you have to be comfortable on stage in front of X number of audience members or in front of a camera that's right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So, y- yes, there's an understanding there. But looking forward now, like it's not a bunch of people that are like comfortable, like pushing and shoving. And yeah, like, yes, there's an energy that that comes with working with other actors. But yeah. Yeah. actually, I think a lot of people are are quite, you know, introverted and and not necessarily quiet like you said because you have to be able to sell yourself you have Mm -hmm. to be confident that you have the the talent and the ability to to make it work yeah there's a a strength in the introversion confidence that i think not net we don't necessarily all share that but we probably should share that like that should be an element of you being an actor at you know say age 24 if you aren't confident in your in yourself it seems unlikely that you would be continuing on mm. on this path. Mm. 
And I think then that also translates into, you know, the acting as a craft itself. Like you said, becoming other characters, being comfortable taking on uh, the role of people that are often very different to ourselves and, you know, play unlikable people all the time or people that you don't, you would never want to be like with, you know, terrible relationships and all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's only when you're comfortable with yourself that you're able to, go out and play an awful person or you know have a like an intimate scene with a random actor that you're good friends with but have no you know sexual attraction to but you have to do that for (laughs) a film like all of these all of these elements stem from being comfortable with who you are as a as a person to be able to go out and just and know that this is not who i am this is not me as a person it is a it's a job yes it's a passion but it's a job it's Mm -hmm. something that i do um as a professional and yeah maybe that stems from from just a, a quiet confidence that is probably an introverted tendency yeah yeah hard that's yeah, yeah. That, that's really interesting that's really cool um i wanted to read read something that one of the uh one of the lovely people that did the survey uh sent to me um she said that uh just took your survey and i have a couple of things not sure if they're useful i don't think it's necessarily instincts or spending more time around other actors that have made me more introverted but it's the increased self-awareness and introspection that i developed from acting that has made my alone time more necessary and more enjoyable body mindfulness too sitting alone paying close attention to what's going on with my body However, I also think the importance of connections with other people in acting has made me more open out of my shell and wanting real connection. So I generally won't say no to an opportunity when it arises. I think that was a really good summary of of how certain elements of how you develop as an actor can really make you more introverted. But actually, on the whole, we want to work with people. We want to go out and create new relationships and work on shows shows with people. And and that is the the extroverted element of acting, isn't it? Particularly within theatre as as one of the genres because that's that's why we do it, right? That's why you've been done so many shows over the last few years because you love going out and working with people. Exactly. I love being with people. I love being in a rehearsal room. I love being on stage, not just amongst uh, the people on stage with me, but the audience as well, you know, doing it for an audience and in front of them and, and things like that um but yeah it, it's it's yeah as we have been talking this whole time it's it's funny watching me then kind of shed that away after a show or after rehearsal and then just be quite content with just just being with me at the end of the day kind of thing um yeah but yeah but like i'm yeah i'm on stage or anything like that you know i'm i'm far from considering myself an introvert but as we were talking about tonight is that those introverted tendencies that make us yeah. really want to do this. Man, it would be fascinating to go back to like 2015 where we, where we really, you know, got to know each other and, and, and see what we were like, like five, <laughs> five years. Cause I think you go t- any further back than that. Yeah. Secondary school was completely different time. We don't have the elements of, you know, having to pay, you know, your own rent or worry about mm. university stuff mm. and a new friend group. I think I think school, secondary school is not really a great test of who people are. Nah, I think it's such nah. a controlled environment that it's only really after school that w- with whether you go to university or whether you go into a trade or, or whatever you do, 
I think that is where people, you know, post school actually really figure themselves out. So I feel like 2015, that second year of university, you know, not week one of, of O week, you know, we're not, not that <laughs> early on a year out from that. It would be, it would be fascinating to go back and, and see what we were like then. See we were. Yeah. 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 But alas, we probably won't. No, no, we're here now. Hmm. Oh, well, thanks for sharing. I mean, it's an, it's, I mean, some people love, some people love this stuff. Some people l- yeah. like live and die by, by Myers-Briggs and what it says about themselves. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. some people, I think, probably think about introversion and extroversion as just like, just l- labels. And maybe mm. they are, maybe they are just labels. Yeah. Like there's obviously, there's, there's nuance uh, to all of us that well, it's cannot all a, be boiled it, down to being like, are you A or are you B? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. All, it's all a spectrum. We could be anywhere we want to, want to be. Yeah. But no, I think, wow. I mean, thank you uh, for sharing as well. And also thank you, as you've said, for everyone who uh, got back and did that survey as well. I think that's really cool. Um, and it's great to hear what other people are thinking about what we're what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. And we should say as well, thank you so much to people who can continue to tune in and, and listen to our most recent episodes and, and going back to our, our earlier episodes, um, whatever platform you're you're listening to us on um we've got some exciting stuff coming up over the the next next week which we couldn't possibly talk about but yeah matt and i just are are stoked to to keep having the support so to everyone that's been listening thank you so much um please continue to send us your 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 thoughts and your comments and and if you find something particularly interesting and you want to share it please go ahead we'll take the free advertising yes (laughs) awesome Let's leave it there for tonight, man. Yeah, man. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. As always, appreciate this. Thank you, bro. And thank you to everyone listening. We will see you next time. Peace.